This is The World in 10 for Friday the 9th of December. I'm Sonal Patel. And I'm Laura Cook. Russia frees a US basketball player in a swap with a Russian arms dealer. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones and... Uh, and she should have been there all along. And Iran executes a first known prisoner arrested in protests. This regime views itself as the representative of God on earth. They can use these accusations to basically kill dissidents. On the tarmac of an airport in the United Arab Emirates, a trade was made. Infamous Russian arms dealer Victor Boot embraced and then shook hands with intermediaries who made it possible and then he walked to freedom with Moscow's handlers. At the exact time, in the background wearing a red jacket, Brittany Griner waited for her flight back to Texas. Well, good morning, folks, and it is a good morning. At the White House, President Biden broke the news that Griner's ordeal was over. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones and uh, and she should have been there all along. Grine is a basketball star who won two Olympic gold medals for the US and in her off-season played for a Russian team. But while travelling through Moscow, she was arrested after her shish oil was discovered in her luggage. The Americans then say she was subjected to a show trial. I pled guilty to my charges. I understand everything that's been said against me, the charges that are against me, but I had no intent to break any Russian law. After which she was sentenced to nine years in a Russian penal colony. But the Americans had someone the Russians wanted, arms dealer Victor Boot, nicknamed the Merchant of Death. He supplied weapons to conflict zones around the world. He was arrested in Thailand in 2008, was extradited to the US and sentenced to 25 years behind bars. It meant a deal could be made. Moscow released video showing a smiling Griner being flown out of Russia. Do you know where I'm heading to? No. No? No. no. You fly back home. And in return, Victor Boot was shown boarding a plane bound for Moscow, having served less than half his sentence in America. Sherelle, it's all yours, kiddo. For Brittany Griner's wife, Sherelle, it was a moment of joy and gratitude. And today it's just a happy day for me and my family, so I'm going to smile right now. <laughs> um, thank you. Some are criticising the terms of the swap, suggesting Vladimir Putin got the upper hand. But for Joe Biden, it ends a year with a prominent American sportswoman back at home with her family. To Iran now, where there's been international condemnation following the first known execution of a protester convicted over the recent anti-government demonstrations. Mohsin Sakari was hanged on Thursday morning after being found guilty by a revolutionary court of enmity against God. Friday marks the 83rd day of protest since the death of Masa Amini. Shanine Gobadi is a member of Foreign Affairs Committee of the National Council of Resistance of Iran and explains what's happening. 
this regime views itself as the representative of God on earth, they can use these accusations to basically kill dissidents. So you have to remember in the past 40 years, some 120,000 dissidents have been executed simply for standing for human rights and democracy. This is a type of savage, inhumane regime we are facing in Iran. And what was the charge for the victim? He was charged with blocking a street during the protests. Rights groups have said Sakari was tortured and forced to confess to his crime. Amnesty International has criticised what it describes as sham trials designed to intimidate those participating in the popular uprising that has rocked Iran. Despite the heavy crackdown, the protests have continued. Shanin Gurbadi says that sends a clear message. The execution of the protesters basically meant that the regime is getting desperate. They are getting worried about the possibility of being overthrown and the prospect of being overthrown. It shows that the nation has risen up, people from all walks of life, all age groups and all over the country from different nationalities and different ethnicities are all united in one goal, to overthrow this regime. You're listening to The World in 10 from The Times of London. Analysis and insights into global events, all in just 10 minutes. Coming up, plans for a new AI fighter jet, K-pop goes to the moon and a hair B&B. Yes, you heard right. Now to the TV series everyone's talking about. It really felt like it was almost a rom-com. We... Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's new Netflix documentary and the reaction to it among engrossed viewers here in the UK and across the world. Rachel Bowie's co-host of the Royally Obsessed podcast. She spoke to Times Radio from New York. For our audience, this was appointment television. People were up, you know, we were getting listener D- DMs, questions being like, will Netflix drop it at people saying, are you up? I think that everyone is really excited to hear their side of the story. I think there is some anxiety too. The monarchy is something that is very celebrated here. As well as telling their side of the story, the Sussexes hope this series will help them take control of the public relations narrative. There are many grievances, among them clear lines of attack on the royal family, the most damaging from Prince Harry involving the family's failure to protect Meghan from press intrusion. Saying that, you know, she doesn't have a family and she doesn't have a father and then Harry saying that, She has no father now. That's just ridiculous. The Duchess of Sussex's half-brother, Thomas Markle, speaking to Piers Morgan. Harry and Meghan were recording video diaries the very moment they left the royal family and moved to Canada, perhaps knowing they'd produce a series like this one. This documentary is not designed necessarily for a British audience. This is about Brand Sussex. Sarah Hewson's a royal editor. Where the lines are blurred between celebrity and royalty then that certainly is what we're seeing here. And I think that it has gone down very well in America, judging by a lot of the coverage that I've seen. As for the royal family, it was business as usual. Palace sources say the king is unlikely to respond to any of the claims made in the series. We take a look now at Tempest, the next generation fighter jet that will replace the Typhoon and bring together a groundbreaking partnership across Europe and Asia. The jet is planned to become operational in 2035, as the UK joins forces with Italy and Japan in what is the latter's first major industrial defence collaboration beyond the US since the Second World War. It's hoped the Global Combat Air Programme, or GCAP, will lead to the creation of hundreds of high-skilled jobs in the UK over the next 10 years. 
The agreement may also help Japan to counter the growing military might of China, as well as giving Britain a bigger security role in a region that is a key driver of global economic growth. Now with a look at what's happening in the world of Formula One, here's John Jackson. Formula One world champion Max Verstappen will have a home Grand Prix on the calendar until at least 2025. The Dutch Grand Prix will continue to take place on the coast at Zandvoort and the new deal is undoubtedly a result of Verstappen's huge local popularity that's made it a sellout event. Formula One returned to the country in 2021 and since then the local hero has won both races staged at the circuit. Next year, we'll see two Dutch drivers on the grid, with rookie Nick de Vries set to debut for the Red Bull-owned Alpha Tauri team. This comes a day after Formula One announced there'll be six sprint races in 2023, taking place in Azerbaijan, Austria, Belgium, Qatar, Brazil and in Austin, Texas. A billionaire, a K-pop rapper, an actor and a bunch of artists board a spaceship and fly around the moon. There's no punchline here. This is the Dear Moon mission, a planned journey of SpaceX's Starship that'll carry artist astronauts to visit our lunar neighbour. Japanese entrepreneur Yasuko Mazawa is the man behind the mission. Dear Moon was announced back in 2018. The vision at the time was to send a group of artists into space so they could create works based on the experience. American DJ Steve Aoki and Korean star Top are the most high-profile picks. The flight scheduled for next year could be the first lunar journey by humans since 1972. The proposed flyby would see a spacecraft circle the moon, coming within 200 kilometres or 124 miles of the surface. The trip would take eight days from launch to return, but US regulators are yet to give permission. And finally, you've heard of Airbnb? Well, now the bunny world has its own version. Airbnb is the first of its kind luxury hotel in Chicago for rabbit owners to house their pets in comfort when they go on vacation. The newly opened hotel comes complete with Persian rugs, chewable privacy huts and even spa packages that come with massages and pampering. All profits from the venture will go toward helping animals at the Red Door Animal Shelter get adopted. And that's your World in 10 for Friday 9th of December. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.